Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. If you had the Browns scoring 28 points in the first quarter, or winning, or the over in that game, then you're feeling good. Go ahead and bet again. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbooks experts. Hello, Lions fans. Jesse Cass here for the LMU Basketball Podcast here in the Believe Podcast Network on LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? And welcome, everybody, into the new episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast. Jesse Cass here with you. Thanks so much for tuning in here on the Believe Podcast Network as we get ready for another LMU Basketball game coming up on Saturday after two games since we last talked in the last episode uh, a week ago on this past Friday. So it's been an eventful week for the Lions with, you said, those two games and some really, really tough injury news for the Lions, which we're going to get into and discuss here on this week's episode as well. But we're going to look back at the past week with games against Santa Clara and Portland for the Lions, uh, their first road win in the Stan Johnson era, and of course, first road win of the year, and looking forward to the completion of what was a four-game road trip. Now looks like, for now, it'll be a three-game road trip as postponements and delays happen due to programs in the conference dealing with COVID, as, as a lot of them have throughout the country, including the Lions earlier in the year. So we'll get into all of that, but before we do, I want to let you know if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. Five stars is always appreciated, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart, wherever you need us, we're there. So check it out, and Believe.com, of course, and follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cass. And with all that good stuff out of the way, we mentioned the one-in-one week for the Lions. Of course, the results are important, but I think you couldn't start anywhere else, but the big, big injury news for the Lions is... Uh, Damian Douglas, who's been so outstanding this season, is such a an incredible player, also a high-character guy, just really everything you would want for a big-time player with your program. He was blossoming after missing all of last year with a dislocated ankle. This year he had come back and really hadn't missed a beat at all. You look at his numbers throughout the year, 13.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, over an assist, a steal, nearly a block shooting over 50% from the three-point line, maybe the team's best individual defender on the team, always incredibly relentless effort, just a true blossoming star player, and he'll certainly pick that up when he returns, but he has been listed out for the rest of the season. He had missed the Santa Clara game, uh, the Portland game as well. Uh, You know, Didn't get a ton of information on what the injury was, but it seemed like it'd be a relatively... Uh, precautionary measure with the Lions having played four games in seven days and maybe just getting some rest, some load management, if you would. But uh, it turned out to be more than that. We still don't quite know what the exact injury is, and that's a, a whole other issue with, with college basketball in general. As, uh, uh, I don't quite get the uh, the kind of secrecy behind 
a lot of these injuries in college basketball. It's gone, you know, it's throughout the country in different programs, but uh, it's it's a little bizarre. But as we said, that's beside the point. The important thing for the Lions, of course, is they're going to be missing an incredible player and a great guy from their team. He'll still be with the group, but uh, he'll be out for the season. Stan Johnson had this to say uh, with the announcement that Damien would miss the rest of the season. Uh, Coach Johnson said, Damien is a tough person who is the ultimate competitor. There is no doubt in my mind he will come back a better player and more determined individual than ever before. He means so much to our team and is a huge part of what we're building here at LMU. He makes my job a lot easier as a coach. He has and will be a huge part of our team restoring the roar. Although, although this is a blow to our team, this is an opportunity for our group to rally together and see what we are made of. I know our prog- program will respond the right way. We understand the harder it gets the better it is for us. So obviously the right things said there by Stan Johnson, but there's simply no sugarcoating it for the Lions. This is a huge, monstrous loss for the team. Now, do I think they can still be competitive and play some good basketball in this conference the rest of the year? Yes, I do. I think the the team is deep enough. Uh, They do have some injuries they've been dealing with beyond that to Quentin Jackson Jr. Uh, Cody Pugh has been playing, but he's been fighting through some things as well. Joe Quintana, of course, Missed a game, but came back the other day. So they're certainly going to need some of the health to, to go in there, you know, go the right way for them. But uh, the loss of Damien is significant for the things that we mentioned. His offensive versatility, you know, he's known for his driving ability, his incredible athleticism and, and ability to finish inside. But, you know, the underrated aspect of his game as well, as mentioned, he's over 50% from three-point range in his career. Now, granted, not a ton of attempts, just... Uh, just a hair under 50 attempts on his career in a season and a half, so he doesn't shoot a ton of them. But the fact that he can do that on top of being a really dynamic scorer in other ways, over seven rebounds a game for essentially a you know a small forward shooting guard type player is tremendous. And then also the defense that he brings, the intensity, the effort, really the epitome of a two-way player. So the loss of, of that kind of talent from the team uh, is extremely significant. So we'll see... You know, how the Lions do respond. They were able to get a win uh, in their last ball game against Portland. I mean, Portland always, at least in the past five, ten years, has been at the bottom of the conference. So you would expect to win that game no matter what. But, you know, that's why you play the games. You don't have it on paper. The Lions came out uh, and took care of their business in that one. You know, the game prior versus Santa Clara, they dropped a really tough one by three. That was without both Damian Douglas and Joe Quintana. So uh, it'll be interesting. I, as I said, I do think there is talent uh, on this roster to keep them competitive. Of course, Eli Scott is continuing to have, as we expected, an incredible, uh, monstrous season. Uh, you know, Matias Markson seems to be rounding back into form uh, to what we expected him to be and what he has been in, you know, throughout his career. Uh, so those guys can certainly pick up some slack, but it'll need to be a by-committee situation for this Lions team, because there's simply no replacing an individual talent like that for the Lions. You know, they, they did get that production up and down the lineup from other guys against Portland, and that'll need to be the case the rest of the season going forward. You know, it doesn't have to be the same guy every night, uh, but, you know, those players that are capable just simply can't have the nights where they give them zero. And we saw kind of the contrast in that uh, with the LMU's game against Santa Clara and LMU's game against Portland. In the Santa Clara game, which again... Douglas and Quintana both missed, so significant firepower missing from the lineup. Uh, LMU got the usual production from Eli Scott, 20 points and 11 rebounds. Kelly Lea Pepe stepped up with 15 points. Matias Markson had 12 and 7. Cody Pugh even chipped in 9, or chipped in 10 rather. But you look at some of the other guys who you really need to step up. 
Jalen Anderson, the freshman point guard, nine points, just two of 14 from the field. He did make up for it with great effort in other areas, nine assists and five rebounds. So he had an all-around performance where, you know, a poor shooting night is bound to happen from time to time. But if you make up for it with the defensive effort and, you know, setting up your teammates and setting the table with nine assists while rebounding the ball well, can't really fault that performance. Ivan Alipiev in that game against Santa Clara, scoreless, 0 for 6 from the field, uh, five personal fouls as well. And we know Ivan is capable of, of much more than that. He should, as again, poor shooting nights are bound to happen. Uh, but in a game like that where you have the opportunity to start and really pick up the slack for your team, certainly need more from him. And to Ivan's credit against Portland, he brought it. You know, he had the, the bounce back game you would hope to have after struggling in one at 16 points, at four three-pointers. Uh, you know, you don't need him to hit that many threes every game, but you need him to hit a couple of shots to continue to stretch the floor and provide a little bit of a dynamic that the Lions will be missing uh, without Damian Douglas now. So that was important to see for Yvonne to get going and have a good game against Portland after struggling against Santa Clara. He did that. Jalen Anderson, to his credit as well, came back with a strong shooting night at three three-pointers against Portland. Eli Scott only had seven points, and it didn't really matter. The Lions, after that tough three-point loss to Santa Clara, came back with authority and really throttled Portland. They, you know, they took control of that game from the outset. Portland made a few small runs here and there, but the second half came, and LMU really put their foot on the gas and ran away with that one. Matias Marcuson, as we mentioned, his steady improvement back to the level that he was at a couple of years ago. Career high, 25 points and 13 rebounds, 10 of 12 from the field, three blocks as well. Really aggressive play, and we've seen that more and more from him getting the ball, going quick, going up strong, and just using that size to to dunk it home and, and play over some smaller defenses, and particularly in the game against Portland. No one on the pilot roster uh, who played significant minutes was over six foot eight, and Markison recognized that and took advantage time and time again and credit his teammates Jalen Anderson seven assists Eli Scott seven assists both of them continually setting him up and feeding him inside where really all he had to do aggressively seal get in the middle of the lane and catch rise and dunk and he did that over and over and over again continuing to take free throws as well so that was big and you talk about the stepping up of other players as well Joe Quintana back in he hit four threes was a silent night from Kelly Leopepe. He didn't score. Certainly need more from him. And and going forward, that that's kind of the general point uh, in games against tougher teams. Can't have your contributing players come up with donuts. And as I said, you can forgive certainly a poor shooting night. Uh, but guys like that who are capable scorers and really talented players have to produce now with Damian out of the lineup. So. Uh, foul trouble was part of that, but just an off night for Kelly. As it didn't really matter on this night where the Lions were going to Markson over and over and over again. But but credit Parker Dorch hitting a couple three pointers. The senior who had played sparingly, you know, he sees an opportunity here to get some more minutes and starting to take advantage and play a little bit. He was a factor on last year's ball club, so certainly capable and good to see him get some run. And you know, Cody Pugh. Did not score in that game either, but I think seeing him get run should allow him to get more comfortable as well. So it's going to be a slightly different looking Lion team. Now the the pace of play, the offense they run, the style is going to be the same. But uh, the adjustments, I think, without Damian will, will be interesting for this team. And I think there'll be a big emphasis on shooting the basketball with guys who are 
capable, like Yvonne, uh, Kelly, who hit some big threes against Santa Clara, of course, Joe Quintana, Jalen Anderson. You're still going to play inside out with Eli Scott and Matias Markison and, and Kelly Pepe at times. But uh, if those guys can open up the floor consistently, that allows this team to make up more for the loss of Douglas than it would if they're really struggling from outside. So I think the ability to knock down the three, always important. I think even more important now and to that point in the game against Portland, 13 of 25, 52% from downtown. That's not sustainable, but uh, if you're hitting you know anywhere from average, 35 to, to 40% of your threes on any given night, that's going to give the Lions a chance to, to win going forward. So uh, we'll see if the Lions can do just that. And we'll see what lies ahead for the Lions when we come back from a quick break here on the LMU Basketball Podcast. Don't go away. With a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. With big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for the game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Try out the Snack Pack combo featuring small plates with big flavor, mini beef wellington steak, burger sliders, mac and cheese melts, shrimp wrapped in bacon. Mm. Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to kansascitysteaks.com slash gameday and use code BELIEVE B-L-E-A-V at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks. Big game, big taste. And as we look forward here for the Lions coming into the next couple of games of action, LMU back in action against San Diego for the second time this season. It'll be a Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m. tip-off for the Lions on the road at San Diego. And this will be an interesting matchup, a team the Lions just saw a couple of days ago last week. A 72-69 overtime win for the Lions against a very shorthanded San Diego team who was missing six players, including a couple of regulars and Joey Calcaterra and Yawin Masalski. Uh, Masalski has remained out. Calcaterra is back. There's also a few other players that have returned to the lineup for San Diego, who just 2-7 and seven on the year, 1-4 and four in conference play. Uh, but as you saw by that record, they haven't played many games this year. They've had two separate shutdowns due to COVID and COVID concerns. Uh, so they haven't really had a lot of time to develop a rhythm. And with all of that, despite that, gave LMU a real fight to the finish in their first matchup. As mentioned, it went to overtime, a game the Lions had to scratch and claw out. And it was just uh, honestly impressive. A ton of credit to San Diego in that first matchup for how hard they played, how hard they made the Lions work. Uh, and I think it should be uh, a wake-up call for the Lions going into this game, that there can be no let-up uh, and absolutely no taking the foot off the gas against the San Diego team, with San Diego having a few of their top guys back, and with the caveat of the Lions, of course, as we mentioned, now without Damian Douglas going forward. Douglas was a huge factor in that Lion win, 19 points on 8 of 10 from the field with 9 rebounds in 41 minutes. Uh, so, you know, Damian... Uh, really performed very well in that ball game. He won't be there for the Lions. Eli Scott was tremendous, as usual, in that game. 20 points, 7 boards, 6 assists. Joe Quintana had 15. Ivan Olympiev had 8. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who steps up for the Lions. You know, Matias Markson did not have a good game versus the Toreros in their first matchup. 
nor did Lea Pepe or Jalen Anderson. Uh, so those guys will certainly be more in the fold than we saw in the first meeting. Uh, and we'll see how the Lions really contest with, with San Diego. As per usual for LMU, really one of their Achilles heels so far this season has been turnovers. 15 turnovers in that San Diego game. That's actually a little bit under where some of the worst games have been for the Lions. So not terrible. Uh, they held San Diego to just 39% from the field. Uh, but the Toreros, as I said, they took care of the basketball, just eight turnovers. Uh, they got to the free throw line a little bit. They were close on the boards, really just fought evenly. And they played a tough, gritty style. They attempted a lot of threes. They weren't, as we said, especially successful. But early on, that's kind of how San Diego got off to a hot start. And then from there, it was just effort and grinding. So for the Lions, I think even with the injuries that they have and the additions back to San Diego, the talent advantage will still be with the Lions, and it's a game they should expect to, to win. But again, you have to, that, that's why they play the games. You don't have it on paper. You got to go out and perform, and there'll be additional pressure knowing that Douglas is now not returning this season. So I think the focus of other defenses on Eli Scott will increase that much more. Uh, and we know how good a passer he is. That could be beneficial. Just as long as guys make shots, as we said before that break, uh, you know, with the attention that he'll draw, the attention that Matias will draw, the outside shot is going to be the focus and what I'm looking for going forward over the next couple of games and, and the next couple of weeks for the Lions in particular. I think that the three-point shot, if it's going in, things are going well for the Lions. If it's not, uh, then it could be a problem. So I think uh, we'll see how that plays out on Saturday for the Lions uh, going forward following that. Uh, schedule is going to be tough, and as we said, there's going to be some random pauses in there as well. The game the following Saturday at St. Mary's has now been postponed due to the Gales getting shut down for COVID protocols in their game, so that will be re rescheduled for another date. So for the Lions, who are coming off a stretch of you know, five games in about eight days, uh, this is a chance to really focus on a couple of key opponents with time and practice and rest in between. Uh, they last played in that Portland game. That was a Monday afternoon game, so they've had a couple of days to recuperate and get ready for the San Diego game. They'll then have, un you know, undoubtedly, their toughest game of the year at the number one team in the country, the undefeated Gonzaga Bulldogs. That'll be Thursday, February 4th, and with that St. Mary's game postponed, that'll be the one game of the week for the Lions. So all the attention, effort, and focus can be dedicated to that Gonzaga game as it as it would be ordinarily, but you don't have to worry about playing another game, getting on a flight, and going up to Northern California, taking on another great team in St. Mary's. Uh, you can really focus and key in on one opponent. You can extend the minutes for guys and let them play with a little bit longer leashes and uh, you know, let guys play 38, 40 minutes if you need to, knowing you have more rest on the back end. So, uh, of course... Any team right now that's taking on the undefeated Gonzaga Bulldogs, who are maybe the best they've ever been. And we they've had great teams over the years, but in terms of college basketball and what we've seen over this season, right now they're far and away the best team in the country. So that'll be a great litmus, litmus test for the Lions to see where they stand in the conference against uh, as talented a team as you can find. Uh, and really, you know, win or lose, show that they can uh, you know perform well, I think if there's ever a chance to to play well in that environment, uh, this is a year to do it. Now, as I said, it's, it's not uh, going to be an expectation for many outside the program that you go in and win that game, but LMU 
on the road against Gonzaga, no fans. That's significant. It's a you know it hasn't affected them this year. Uh, they still have all that talent out on the floor. That's going to be extremely tough to handle. But a big part of that atmosphere is the six thousand fans and the student section right on top of you, loud screaming. Uh, it adds a level of intensity to it. So uh, I think that'll be interesting. It can of course play the other way where. You know, without those fans, maybe you let your guard down just a hair, and then all of a sudden the game's over. So, uh, you know, it's still an uphill battle in that one, but uh, you got to believe to win those games. So uh, we'll see if the Lions can do just that. But first, the task at hand is that game against San Diego for the Lions, who 8-6 and six now, 3-3 three and three in conference play. And uh, as it always is, the West Coast Conference standings uh, jumbled up tight and close. Uh, Gonzaga is, of course, at the top 6-0 in conference play. BYU at 4-2 and after losing at Pepperdine the other night. Uh, Santa Clara and Pepperdine both 3-2. and And then you have San Francisco at 4-4. Four and four. LMU at 3-3. Three and three. So the Lions at 6 in the conference. Pacific 2-2. Two and two. St. Mary's 2-3. and three. San Diego 1-4. and four. And Portland 0-7. So, uh, you know, for the Lions right now at 6, but within striking distance all the way up to the two spot with a long way to go. So if you want to get yourself in the top half of the conference, we know that's a much more difficult task now with Douglas down for the year. But nonetheless, if you want to be one of those teams, games like Saturday against San Diego are games that you have to win. Those teams that, even if they're tough, they're lower in the standings, got to take care of business and uh, they already got one at home. Those are the ones you'd like to sweep. Uh, you have to at least split with some of the tough teams and then against teams you're supposed to beat, take care of business in those. So we'll see if the Lions can do just that. But as we said, 8-6 and six on the year now, 3-3 three and three in conference play. So that is going to do it for this week's edition of the LME Basketball Podcast. We'll be back again next week, of course, to talk about the Lions' two matchups this week with San Diego and Gonzaga and look forward to what's upcoming for the Lions in the future. So with all that said, thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. Five stars is always appreciated. You can also find us wherever else you find your podcasts. Also go to Believe.com. There are hundreds of shows spanning numerous topics and sports uh, that you can find there. And follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore cast for any of your LMU basketball updates. So with all of that said, thanks once again for tuning in here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Lions. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.